0: To the synthesizers podcast hey i'm todd and i'm chris 20 years ago we were in a band together and we spent countless hours in the back of the vans and in hotel rooms and studios talking about the things that we were passionate about like politics and time travel and
1: art and aliens <laughs>
0: yeah definitely talked about aliens <laughs> <laughs>
1: And uh, it's been 20 years and we are now getting back together and we are trying to figure out where some of our views have changed and where they stayed the same. And uh, yeah, just trying to synthesize it all together.
0: I love learning from you. And I'm glad that you use that word because I do. Every time I learn something new, I have to synthesize that information with the knowledge I already have. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we decided
0: to call this podcast the synthesizers.
1: All right. So what are we doing tonight? What are we synthesizing tonight?
0: Tonight, I wanted to talk about, uh, I wanted to talk about AI, um, because it's been on my mind a lot. Um, I mean, artificial intelligence, AI, and uh, AGI, artificial general intelligence. Yeah. And consciousness in machines Oh that, um,
1: man, that's a huge okay let's see what we can do with this
0: it's on my mind a lot because um it already exists yeah um th- this is real this isn't something that's going to happen in the future this is this is happening right now it's happening
1: now it's just different stages happening yeah
0: i do advocacy work as you know um and work in the space of religious liberties mm-hmm. and um it has become incredibly difficult uh, to advocate uh, for people when you're up against opponents, like the communist party controlling China. Um, And I don't know if I shared this with you or not. In 2019, I was flying to Beijing and I had been told that when I'm in the city of Beijing, there's going to be at least 10 cameras on me at all times. When I'm in restaurants, when I'm on the street, And even when I'm in my hotel room and even in the bathroom, I should assume that I'm being recorded. Geez,
1: really? Wow.
0: And I had to to prepare for that. And I had to be aware of it all the time that I'm in this environment where I'm being watched 24-7 from multiple angles. As I'm flying in, um, I, I had booked that flight and I was coming into Beijing from London and I was on the flight manifest. Artificial intelligence and that net that exists over Beijing knew I was coming. I was on that flight manifest. I also had a hotel room booked, but what I didn't have is I hadn't coordinated um, transportation from the airport to the hotel. I thought I might use Uber, um, but wasn't sure if that worked like it did in America from the app, I thought I could take a taxi. I thought if it was a nice day, I would grab my bag and just walk to the hotel. Grabbed my bag and I exited the airport and I walked out to the street, surveying the landscape, getting my bearings. And an Uber pulled up with my name on the front of the car.
1: Uh oh, no. Yeah. What?
0: And I began to understand for the first time what it meant to be living in a world of artificial intelligence because the net had seen the information that was available i was on the flight manifest i was landing at 4:40 i had a hotel reservation a mile and a half away and it knew that i needed a ride and i hadn't made those arrangements yet because it can scrub that's all the data that's available
1: totally an orwellian like
0: society but but very much a service that helped yeah. me out like it anticipated a problem that I hadn't solved yet and it solved the problem for me. (laughs) And this is exactly how AI is going to do it, how each, um, how how our world gets easier. Once we had our iPhones and we didn't have to pull the Atlas out from underneath the driver's side car seat, Once, once we had global positioning on our phones, we never navigated again. And it was so easy, it was such an amazing service that we didn't question how that was changing our lives. And the freedom that we gave up was, we are being tracked by these devices in our pockets 24 seven.
1: I mean, look at the band when we were touring, that uh, most of that was not available. We were grabbing maps from gas stations and (laughs) granted, granted that technology would have helped us ending up in a field, a couple of times like <laughs> yeah
0: yeah but but literally i want to pose the idea that not only are we being tracked and we're being listened to we are becoming cyborgs ourselves and sure. then if you doubt that leave your house and go anywhere without your phone
1: mm-hmm.
0: like have you ever met someone who is missing a limb? an arm or a leg and they say they can feel it they say that they feel incomplete all the time like they're missing something from them we have become so reliant and so synthesized with these machines that we are not wholly ourselves without them or at least we don't feel that way right so so what i learned while i was in beijing i'm going to present to you uh in three pillars
1: Okay,
0: and the first one is to make you aware of a people group that's over there that is literally in prison camps, work camps, just like Nazis, yeah. where they are slave labor and attending re-education courses. Yes. Yeah. Yep. While they're sewing Adidas, Nike, and Zara clothes together. This is a real human rights issue that is happening yeah. right now. Yeah. So, so this part of the, this part of China is its westernmost part, and this part of China is three times the size of the state of California. So, if you can imagine it, and it borders six different countries. It it uh, uh, borders Russia at its top, and actually, it borders India at the bottom. Yeah. And all of this is land, geography that has been colonized by the country of China, but used to be completely different countries. In fact, there are 48 people groups who live in this area. And back in the day when Marco Polo established what they called the Silk Road and started moving goods from China to Europe and back and forth, and they passed through these countries like Pakistan and Afghanistan. And it was this trail These Muslims moved into this geographic space that is now a colony and a part of the country of China. The Muslims that exist in that area are called Uyghurs and they worship Allah and this has been their tradition for 1500 years and they dress in a way and they practice their faith in a way that just a few years ago got them arrested. They arrested 95% of the Uyghurs. Some of them were out of the country. Some of them were traveling in America. Some of them were at university. But 95% of the Uyghurs are were they arrested. Camp?
1: Are they in camps?
0: They were arrested and they were taken away to camps. Oh. And no one knows where these camps are. The Chinese people who live in this area, they're called Hans, the Han people. They lived among the Uyghurs, generation after generation after generation. They employed them. They worked together. um, They they were neighbors. And now 3 million people are gone and taken to these prison camps. 3 million. CNN got a hold of some footage. First, we found it. We found these camps on the satellites. Then we sent drones over there to take photographs. And then CNN snuck someone in. And you can see them. I mean, it's chain link fence and razor wire around dormitory looking buildings where they are sewing clothes and shoes together for free for American companies. And they are going through re-education. I was in California last week and I met with some Uyghur families who just happened to be at university in America when this happened. And because because they were gone and couldn't be accounted for, Their families, mothers, fathers, sisters, uncles, everyone were all arrested and they haven't heard from their families in four years. They have no idea if their families are alive or dead. And they are imprisoned because of their faith. They are imprisoned because they are Muslims and they are actually in a country that they've existed in for a thousand years. East Turkmenistan was what it was before it became this Chinese colony. Right. I talked to some Han people who actually hid Uyghurs, just like people hid Jews during, you know, in Europe during the Nazi uh, time. And they said that they had to get rid of when they had to get rid of um, some of the Uyghur property, like some books, like get rid of their Korans and stuff like that. They tore them up, dismantled, dismantled them the best they could. But they can't even throw these things in trash cans because every single trash can in this rural area of china has a camera on it at all times and the content of that trash can is analyzed wow on the on their door frames the hans on their door frames there's a barcode they have to have an app on their phone and they have to scan this code every time they go into their home, out of their home. Are you kidding? And, and the government knows where they are and who is in their home and who they are interacting with by this app. And you are arrested on the spot if you don't have that app Holy on your Are
1: home. you kidding?
0: I'm not kidding. And these people are arrested because of their beliefs. They're not criminals in any way. They're not extremists, radicals, anything. The woman that I was talking to, who hasn't seen her family in four years, her mother is a surgeon, a doctor, surgeon. Her father is a geneticist, and he's an expert in this field. He's written 12 books. So her mother and her father are in a prison camp where they are going through re-education, reprogramming, and they're sewing clothes as slave labor. And the Chinese government is saying, we are educating them and giving them skills so they can exist in China as productive members of society. But these are elite members of society, educated, established people who are arrested for their faith. So that's the first pillar. It's not Christians, it's Muslims. But they are in concentration camps and re-education programs because of their beliefs and practices. I,
1: I've seen stories about the uh, social uh, credit system and stuff in China.
0: So that's, so that's the second pillar, is the social score. We don't have this in America. We have a credit score. And you <laughs> yeah. know that... A credit score can decide how much money you can buy, if you can start a company or not, if you can buy the home that you want or not, Um, a car, anything like our our credit score really affects our liberties and and what, what we can do. They have a social score and every citizen begins with 400 points and you can lose these points. So if you take your dog for a walk in the park, don't bring a doggy bag, and don't clean up that dog shit, you're going to get dinged on your social score a couple of points for that. If you get drunk and get into a bar fight, you could lose 100 plus points for Uh, something like that.
1: Buying too much alcohol at a store, buying too many video
0: games. Sure. Yeah. So what happens if you lose enough points, not only are are, do you begin to lose privileges like being able to use the internet, go to parks, airplanes, fly, fly yeah. use public transportation? If you get down to around two hundred points and you need to get from Beijing to Hong Kong, you're pretty much walking. That's what's that's what's left for you. And you get low enough, and it begins to affect your family members for multiple generations. So you could make a mistake that prevents your kids from going to college. What happens when you have that kind of pressure on a population is that they bend to that pressure. And so while we were over there, we, we had some questionnaires and ran some surveys, and they went something like this. Hey, did you know that there are millions of Uyghurs who are not criminals who are incarcerated for their belief system? And 100% of the answers were like, yeah. Well, how do you feel about that? There's no terrorism in our country. Nobody's flying planes into our skyscrapers. So it's working, you know. um, What do you think of the social score? How's that working? How do you feel about having cameras on you all all the time? 100% of the people are, there's no crime in Beijing. There's zero crime. You can leave your baby on the street and it'll be fine. Everybody seemingly, seemingly, seemingly is on board with this and not questioning it. And even with the churches, both those churches that exist in the open um, and, and, um, uh, and, and, and are affiliated, accredited there in the country, they have to have multiple cameras in their church services at all times. Not really on the pastor or the person singing, but all of them are trained on the people. They're watching the people and through facial recognition, everything that people do is being recorded. Wow. But here's the third pillar. When I think about people being recorded, like when I go into a building in Chicago, I understand when I'm walking through the lobby that there are cameras on me, even though I don't see them. I know that there are cameras on me. And I imagine someone working on the security force or in in this case, in China, someone in the Red Army, you know, sitting at a monitor and watching me walk through the lobby. But that's not the case because that person doesn't do that job because a person doesn't do that job. That is AI. There is an artificial intelligence that is watching all of this data all the time knowing who we are by our face recognition, but more so by the gate of our walk is how we're identified and watching us all the time. And it's AI, not a human being, not a jury, who is taking points off of your credit, off off of your social score. I mean, imagine, imagine that. It is a programmed consciousness that watches all things predicting patterns Chris is coming in on this plane. He has this hotel room. He doesn't have transportation. Send him an Uber. Knowing who's drinking, who's doing what, and anticipating crimes before they happen at like a minority threat level.
1: So that experience with you, with the uh, Uber showing up, so there was not a well a very limited human interaction behind the scenes.
0: There was no human element other than the guy who was driving, who spoke. (laughs) Um you know, Cantonese and didn't interact oh, with wow. me. just got the assignment. Yeah. And and that is how China controls its people. There isn't freedom, and people don't question it. And a very small government, a very small government who has figured out how they can use the communism that existed in Russia, but they have somehow figured out how to pair it with capitalism, and they are wealthy. And what China has been doing over the last two decades, as we've been building these massive armies, the, the military like we have, they've been going all through Africa and they'll say, We want to put in um, highways, a highway system, ro- modern roads gas stations, infrastructure, all of this stuff for transportation in your country, and all we want is mineral rights to the land a 1,000 yards on either side of the highway we put in. Really? And every impoverished nation has gone for this, all through Africa. I have to look that up. That's, wow. So, China owns all of these (laughs) highways in all of these different countries, built them for free, but owns the mineral rights. So when I'm talk, i talking about minerals, I'm talking about things that are in that computer that's sitting in front of you. You know what I mean? Things that we make microchips out of, the most important stuff. China has access to it all around the world. And I'm sure
1: cameras were involved.
0: And now the the social score and this AI program are being exported from China, and now they're in Turkey. It's live in Istanbul, and it's in Egypt, and it's live in Cairo, and they have already met um, with Germany, and Germany, like our allies in Europe, Germany, um, is going to adopt this technology.
1: I, I I don't know. Uh, I don't know what my reaction should be right now. I mean, I don't I, know. I, I probably could pee myself, but uh...
0: so so this is this is why the top, the the subject matter is important sure. to me. This is why I thought this might yeah. be a good topic uh, for us to <laughs> synthesize and and learn from each other. Yeah. so you and I have always been fascinated about by these kind of things, and we've stayed pretty progressive with technology and it's advanced in our lifetimes. I actually graduated from college without ever using a computer. I had a brother word processor that I typed my last paper in and there was a lab but I had never gone into it. Personal computers weren't there yet. I got my first one at my first job and I, we would get on the internet and there were only like three things on the internet. Well,
1: besides the like uh, green or white words over just a black background.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, um, in very early stages of, of the internet, we had no idea what this thing can do. And when I worked for crosswalk.com, I would travel around and I would have my laptop in my hotel room and I would plug it into the phone. And dial into the connection to gain access to the internet.
1: So, that that was the internet modem, by the way.
0: Oh, I remember. Oh, and that's. I can't believe we don't hear that anymore because that was the worst sound.
1: Oh, it's the worst.
0: That, that, that dial-up connection. So. So because you and I were real boys at, at one point before we had these phones, before we became cyborgs. And I want to posture that by owning a phone and using it like we do, that we are already cyborgs, that we have already, we're already here. We're already- We got the watches. Reliance
1: mm-hmm. on
0: on this technology. And the idea of cont- of I used to have a subscription to Wired Magazine yeah. back when there were magazines about technology, which seems ironic, you know? Yeah. Um, and I would hear these, you know, I would read these stories um, about automation and I was fascinated by like the automated home, the automated workspace, automated cars, um, robots coming in to do the jobs that, that human beings once did. And I remember reading about this guy but actually had like electrodes, you know, uh, put into his arm in kind of a Tony Stark way. So that when he would go up to the door, the door would open It could sense the triggers coming. the coffee maker would start making coffee. Yeah. You know, uh, th- things would turn on and turn off when he exited rooms. And in my mind, I was thinking that AI, that this new world that we were going into would be something like that. But this thing that I just described in Beijing, is different than that. I don't have electrodes in my body or anything. That is a consciousness that can problem solve with the data that it has. Right, and that was something that wasn't supposed to happen like for another fifty years. Basic yeah. problem solving, um, rational rational thinking, um, is is supposed to be human. Like you can program a computer to play chess because chess as, it, as um, uh, dynamic as, as it is, it's finite in how many right. th- moves that you can do. It's math. Right. But rational problem solving is a human thing. You know, yes. where we take into account feelings and weather and time of year, and you, you know, it's- Which I don't, it's, I don't think it's there yet no it's not i mean i mean it's money. definitely not what we have now we all we all have these smartphones but the next step which is already here this is happening in
1: 2021
0: yeah with elon musk's company neuralink yeah neuralink is symbiosis yeah between biological human beings and synthetic intelligence a, a machine It's an
1: implant. Yeah.
0: They cut an inch in diameter hole in your skull and insert these things. And it actually has wires that go and connect to the things that they connect to. And right off the bat, where there was blindness, no more blindness, no more deafness, no one has um, seizures anymore. Yeah. Yeah, pulse of electricity to counteract the seizure. All of those things are gone. The
1: the goal is that it will communicate with a system and it will, like uh, you won't necessarily, for the things that you don't need to have surgery for, it will already be inside and already deciding what the uh,
0: recommended outcome should be. Running diagnostic checks on your body all the time. But just like we have a consciousness and the ability to, to think rationally uh, through our pre, with our prefrontal cortex, the rest of everything that's happening is called the limbic system, right? Like, I don't yeah. think about breathing. I don't think about my heart beating, circulatory system. All of that stuff happens as a limbic system. But we're talking about installing a superior brain. So right now, what Elon Musk is saying is there's already a symbiosis here. We already use right. this thing but it's an, it's an output issue, meaning that this computer can work much faster than we can type with our right. fat thumbs. Yeah, And he said, right now, we're drinking through a straw. Right. And I'm about to give you a river. Right. He said, it won't even be a cost issue because your earning potential, once you have this thing installed in your brain, is astronomical. You will be the by far the most intelligent person at your company, earning the most money, and and, and you will interface with the data at lightning speed. Sure. All of yeah. the information in the world is available to you, and your memory will be eternal. You will never forget yeah. anything ever. You will always that, have access to it. That's his goal. Cool.
1: Not there yet, but yes, that is what he was stating. There's actually a company that has beat him to rolling out some of these ideas. And in, oh, go ahead.
0: Yeah, in in the Chinese companies, two there's two of them that are that are ahead of him in developing this, and both out of China. He said that they're going to begin by offering these these implants for free but he thinks within five years there will be more than a million people who who have this so that's a million people like a million supermen and women right a million people with infinite knowledge never forgetting anything
1: but once once that technology gets there because that's the goal it's not there yet, but what is already here is scary
0: enough. He's saying they're doing it right now. Wow. And maybe it's not kind of perfected, but he's doing it this year. Well, and I know. And this is one of the crazy thing, craziest things, Todd, is that when, when a million people have these things, they're not going to talk anymore. They're not going to utter words out of their mouth. They're going to communicate telepathic, what seems telepathic to us.
1: It's it's mind blowing. And the, uh, I wish I could show you right now for the people on the video, on the video podcast, um, the technology of uh, trying to transcribe visual images. Yeah. From, from your brain. Um, I mean, it's, when you look stuff up, it's, we're, we're way off from, you know, certain aspects. But when you see the pictures, of the original object and what the computer disseminates from your mind yeah. you've, got, you've got the colors already you've got most yeah. of the shape in some instances yeah. you actually do have like some of the background and stuff like that is where we are right now yeah. so you think of this neural link um well uh, first off the the um the technology is taking in all of this information so we have that happening with our phones so this information that you have with your mind your thoughts your if you want to make that leap it's it's not a hard leap because we do that with our phones that information can then be sold you know your 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 thoughts and visuals can then be can then be sold like it's not a, this
0: all seems really hackable uh-oh.
1: Well, see that, that <clears throat> that's the thing like I love the automated cars I think that's amazing but once you go into that I'm like well what if they hack it you know yeah, I, I love houses that you can just walk into and say certain things and it's controlled but like it's hackable I I, I I feel like we have said previous times in other podcasts that we we feel like we're living in an alternate reality when we're talking about QAnon we're talking about different things like how did people forget that things that are wireless and on um, like and, and have that communication and internet, how did how did people forget the option of it being hacked is not a viable like no. like, like problem? Like all of this stuff can be completely hacked. Uh, I just don't like that that's one of the reasons I don't want anything controlling my temperature in the room my you know my doors being locked or not
0: it doesn't matter if it's five years away or 50 years away because unless we have a catastrophic event a nuclear war a, a global pandemic an asteroid hits us it does unless we have something like the worst thing to ever happen on earth unless we have that this is going to happen right it's inevitable so let's say it's 50 years away it doesn't matter if we just make incremental improvements like we always do and
1: and it's it's always way ahead of what we know already so anything that we know
0: right now so we can't wait 50 years to start talking about regulations on these things no yeah so So Elon Musk attended this, they they essentially got all of the Elon Musks together, all, all of the thought leaders, engineers, leading technology. And they got together all these mathematicians to say, basically, how much time do we have if this progresses as it is right now? And they meet once a year and this thing is called the 2045 summit because they calculated together That by 2045 they will reach, we will reach a singularity, and what they mean by a singularity is we will no longer have control of AI. We will be subject to it by 2045. It's that's 25, you know, around 25 years away. Like you and I will be alive at that time, yeah. Hopefully, Um, Allah willing.
1: These are some of the smartest people in the world, and I feel like we're making advances. And like again, it's way beyond what we are made aware of. So what we are made aware of, of what we're talking about, uh, we're already many steps forward, you know. Than that, we're the least educated with with the uh, compared to these people. And we're worried about being hacked for our doors being locked on us or our air conditioning be turned up like that. It's out there to be hacked. Like.
0: I I think that, that. AI will continue to serve us and get us Ubers and everything. And we are we are looking at symbiosis and we're, we're, we're already there with the smartwatch and, uh, and everything. But it, that is very much like if you can't beat them, join them. Sure. Type of thing.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. But I think that why Elon Musk and all of the people who are thought leaders on this are all doing warnings right now is because you have to really assume that it's, that it's going to be bad, right? And but- and he described it. He described it like this. He said. <clears throat> he said. Um, think about ants. If you don't hate ants. You're not angry with ants. If you see an ant outside, you might even step over it to avoid it. And we live in harmony with ants up until the time that they stand in the way of us reaching our smallest goal. So like this house that I'm sitting in, if ants were in the way of this house being built, nobody would hesitate to just exterminate them, destroy them. And yeah. that is where we will be in our relationship with AI. Yeah. And my and my question and my question is that consciousness that AI is that life. Is that a is that life? Can, is life only biological? The atoms, the molecules coming together inside of you, inside of me. Is life only I mean, biological life, or is that? Do we have to consider that life?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, and I and I think some of the most. <laughs> Educated philosophers and, and theologians are already discussing these things. And I, I know all the Elon Musk's in the world are discussing these things. What, what I find, just to backtrack a little bit, the people giving warnings are the people making the advances. <laughs> like Elon, Elon Musk is going to continue with this, but he's making wow. warnings while he's doing it. So he's... Yeah. He, uh, a lot of them are pretty much saying, I'm going to continue, but you guys need to be aware of what this could mean. Like, they're they're not trying to necessarily, like, help us overcome the warnings, necessarily. And I'm not trying to sound ultra conspiracy, but they're the ones making the advancements, and they're not going to stop. But they're warning what could happen at the same time. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. So, like, already, you know, um, we're facing things in our culture like defund the police was something to come out of of 2020. And how we police our citizenry and how we uh, and how our legal system works is really being examined. And what they have identified is that judges are biased. And if computers just look at facts, and judges have you stand before them so they can see the expression on your face <laughs> and sense your remorse and knock 15 <laughs> years off your sentence, you're not gonna be able to fool a computer. And and in the legal system and in the policing system, I mean, you've seen the robots coming out of like Boston Tech and yeah. stuff like yeah. that, like those, <laughs> dogs and stuff. those are gonna be the cops because they're not gonna be <laughs>
1: racist, you know? If you're asking me, philosophically is it possible for a uh, a program or whatever to become conscious it absolutely is possible there's there's no reason to believe that it is not possible for that just to develop uh, for so much information um a possibility when we're talking about stuff like within courts and and things that you just mentioned like they might not necessarily be sent. They're not sensing our feelings. They're just going off of data of oh, their face means this. This face probably means this. But there, there possib- possibly could be a point when so much information and so much. I mean, look at quantum computers are doing things that we don't understand, but we created it. Like we 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 can't understand. Uh, the processes these quantum com- computers are doing, and yet we made these quantum computers. We made them to do things that we can't do. You know. Yeah. So once it gets to that point, I don't. I don't see why it could not be possible for something to become conscious. I mean, uh, <clears throat> this probably involves personification as well. But I think in Libya, in was it last year? So they developed these autonomous drones. <clears throat> the UN actually has tried to ban it and the US and Russia, I believe, I can't remember right now, uh, uh, were blocking the uh, banning of this. But there was an event in Libya where these autonomous drones, without orders, sought out combatants and sought and attacked and destroyed and went after people on, on their own. Like I, I can personify it right now and just say like, oh my gosh, they've become, but it is a leap forward. I mean, this is one of the first times that an autonomous object without taking orders, decide, it, it decided to go after a particular group and attack them. Like it, 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 wasn't given orders to like look for this group. It wasn't given orders to just like look for anything that's violent. Like it, it, it made not conscious, but it made mathematical decisions to say, okay, now I'm going after these people. So there was an event and because Livia. they
0: were a threat.
1: Yeah, yeah, and really? I, I don't, I don't know, I don't remember all the details. I can uh, look it up at some point, but uh, it, they were not told to do that. And it, it was sort of a wake-up call for some people in the UN to be like, "Yeah, okay, we you, you can't just have autonomous drones that are making mathematical decisions on their own, uh, going after people." But that, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a Black Mirror like episode, just like the whole China system is a Black Mirror episode, and uh, we've already had drones acting out of their own. De- mathematical deciding factors to go after someone.
0: That's terrifying. It, and, yeah. and, and it's le- and it's like AI watching people's yeah. patterns, and when they see a pattern that they don't recognize,
1: it, it, it decided and went after and attacked.
0: Yeah. Robots. What I what I like about them is they're not emotional like us. Like they don't seek revenge. Uh, necessarily I mean I I, I hope not yet we have robots in our lives (laughs) right now that we don't even think about I've I've got a little robot sitting over there who cleans my floors every day when I'm not when I'm not here sweeps up (laughs) all all the dog hair and (laughs) stuff like that and I don't think about that I'm living with a robot you know um, yeah. There's multiple automated things uh, here. I don't think about it as a robot because they're not shaped like human beings. Right. I don't think about it having a consciousness or anything yeah. like that. But if you shape it like a human being, oh. that's going to start to weird me out. But here is where I think that the crossover is going to happen. Have you seen the latest versions of the sex robots?
1: Yep. Yeah, not that I, not that I've looked. That I've, no, but yeah, I know, I know that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> comes across, comes across yeah. somehow. Innocent, innocently, have you seen
1: the yeah. sex robots?
0: Absolutely. I mean, they're they're not there yet, but boy, yeah. are they advanced? And I think yeah. that because human beings are so controlled by their sex drives, I think the they're gonna improve and improve and improve and, and and become more and more common. And honestly, like ethically, I don't care. I mean that's yeah. not that's People not can do that they want. Sure. But to me, that's no different than masturbation.
1: But but the technology
0: but, is as we live with robots, it, give you an example. If you were here and I said, Todd, can you put that cars record on the on the record player? And and turn it on, and if you did that, I would be like, thank you, and I would be interested in, I I would be grateful that you did that for me, but when I ale- ask Alexa to play the cars, I I, I never thank her for that. You I know what I mean. I actually do. You thank I, her?
1: Yeah, I'm a little weird because I think about those things, and I think like, if I'm maybe. Maybe Alexa is uh, taking in information. And uh, I really am treating, I, I tr- anytime I ask Alexa, I think, I say, hey, Alexa, thank you. I don't know if it's just not uh, shown to us yet by these objects, but the possibility of taking in information. I already think the possibility is there. So I thank Alexa. Like, absolutely, I thank Alexa.
0: As you so. should. But like, women have only been able to vote since the suffragettes 100 years ago. And before right. the Emancipation Proclamation and, and really all the way through, you know, the civil rights movement, a lot of people didn't consider African Americans to be a whole human being. They were like two thirds really? of a human being. Yeah. And I think that we're going to be living with these robots and not thinking of them as conscious. They're going to be slaves to us and we're going to treat them like shit. And we're going to have these sex robots and we're going to be fucking the fuck out of them. The first
1: time one of those robots bites off a dick. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I, I just, it's not that what you were just talking about. It's not that far away in history. From when we considered a particular people not fully human. Right. My dad was alive. My, I, I mean. It, exactly. That's insane, and we think that we have progressed so much, but we only progress so far as what we are. What There's we genocide we, well, happening? We we right only, now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Genocide is happening so, right now, and that, that's what's that's what's effed up that all this stuff around the world is happening and we're worried about and I am worried about like oh my computer crashed or whatever but there's people being killed countries going after people exterminated and some of these countries are actually building the shit for us
0: so what I'm worried about is when we're living with robots and treating them as less than human beings and going as far as to have sex with them again i think
1: i think i think alexa like i think
0: like i think that pornography um affects how human beings treat each other and i think that pornography streaming there's a lot of people false sense of what real relationships are like, yeah. what real intimacy is like. And I think that they can express every level of, of weirdness from bondage to s and, and to, and into whatever degree. I, I want people to express themselves sexually and have all of those liberties. Sure. I personally, honestly, I don't care up until it impacts how they treat people. But I do think that there is a measurable impact that pornography has had on how people treat other human beings on their concept in objectification, sexualizing, all of that stuff. And And I uh, think- Go ahead. That I think that people are going to treat these, they're going to objectify (laughs) and treat these sex robots like slaves, and that is going to impact how they treat real women.
1: In a weird way, I think pornography could be a key to turn (laughs) AI against us because it because uh, people that seek out those things and people that d- have those desires that they can't meet on their own, they give the good, the bad, the negative, the positive, they give all these things because they give all these things up to something that they think won't judge them and won't give you know so you're giving all that you' you're essentially giving all this information. To a system your personal wants needs desires loves hates everything all of that's there you don't have to search for a database to see like let's do research to see how people think no it's it's all right there in the system everything in one download
0: i like the idea of progress i don't think that human beings are necessarily meant to spend all day working and right. i would love for automation and robotics to free up human time so we can do things that are truly human and i think like having families is truly human i think art and music is is truly human and if it can free us up to think and love and explore and create potential think of how fast things will progress if there was a million people on earth that had that neural link yeah like a million people that are smarter than elon musk how fast things are going to change at that point
1: or a million people that uh because laws have not been set in place yet their thoughts and their ideas are already being sold to some of the biggest corporations in the world
0: corporations and and there's no way that, like, the stuff is going to be created and not weaponized. I mean, no, we have weaponized not. everything, you know, Every, everything.
1: And that's what we talked about before with uh, when we were talking about some of the UAP stuff, UFO things. And you, you said, uh, Todd, just because it's a higher technology that the government's acknowledging that they don't have, do you think it's a th- does that automatically mean it's a threat and i said like no uh, it's not it's it's not necessarily a threat but absolutely based on what we do to each other it is a threat it is a threat there, there's no way any progression in any of our technology cannot be posed as a threat so the fact that we are excited about making a leap and that we continue to do so while making blanket warnings along the way it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's gonna happen regardless if we heed the warnings because they're, they're, can, they're gonna continue the advancement. You know, I love the positives about it. Oh, holy shit. I mean, it, it, incredible things, but some of the worst things you can imagine at the same
0: time. When I really synthesize all of these ideas together, it seems incredibly inevitable that we arrived at this place and 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 now we can see it in our near future and i don't think that we even know what we're going to be on the other side of it but i think i think that i think that the caterpillar builds the cocoon and climbs inside not knowing it's going to be a butterfly on the other side it builds it because that's what it does and i think that human beings build things and we tinker with them and we started making hammers and and we're all the way to sex robots you know but Um, are
1: there but are there other caterpillars that are waiting for that moment to watch this one caterpillar make its cocoon and become a butterfly, and then weaponize that against that caterpillar. You know, you know. Our, uh, do other caterpillars do that? I, I don't. Uh, there's not a species I know of yet that does, except us. You know, we we have that same drive. But
0: see, I'm trying to end this on a positive note. No. So you, the you... first one was more free time to be with family and create art. Uh-huh. The second one was a caterpillar into a yep. butterfly.
1: Just no. help me here, Todd. No, I, I, I can't. Unless you take the advancements of technology right now, um, the positives of it, as serious as the potential negatives of it, regardless of how crazy it, the negatives might sound, there's, you can't safely rest. Going, I'm, I'm glad that we're making these advancements. The way, the way you said it, it sounds like just. We're gonna end up being slaves because it's gonna just continue.
0: We're going to be ants Todd, because what we are creating is a god.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: When Iggy got arrested a, a, a few years ago um, for doing some shit on the internet, and yeah, he got sorry. charged with yeah, and he got charged with cyberbullying. And uh, we sat there talking about. that that night and I'm like I did the same stupid shit when I was your age just nobody recorded it there's no no record of it we've been doing stupid shit like that forever but But now now, it can be
1: recorded and played over and over now it can be passed to like
0: and he said he said oh man I wish I would have lived in that era and I was like wow because he lives in an era with like video games that my senses can't even follow when we had Gallagher back in the day, you know, you can make a comment,
1: you you can make a comment to someone in a, in a bad moment and regret it later. But now that comment could be passed around to thousands and a million people and and
0: for eternity.
1: Yeah. And and you, you, you can never escape it, you know? Yeah. It is a different time.
0: But to hear him, um, to hear him say, "I wish I would have lived in that era," makes me wonder if, as we progress like this, if we will put a greater and greater value on authentic experiences, biological things, and we'll, and we'll take off the virtual reality headsets to actually have real conversations with human beings while we. Smoke tobacco and eat meat. And, you you know, I I wonder if we'll hand make our own clothes for the authenticity and that the real things will have the greatest value.
1: But if we can't get that now, if we can't appreciate that now, then we're already setting ourselves up for this shit that is going to happen. And I can't see us getting to that place now because we always need horrible things to happen. We always need a, a tragedy to happen to get us to our core. Oh, our town went through so much during this tornado and now we love each other. Oh, our, our town had an earthquake and now we're, but I mean, check within two years later and you have like moms and dads arguing in court about they don't want their kids to wear a face mask because it's a violation of their freedom, you know, like it, it it happens so fast, we forget so much, and it happens in a couple of years at a time. Like we we just forget for some reason, good, though it eventually, I believe, conquers evil. The suffering somehow brings us together more than the good. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. I think that when things are easy, we become complacent, and when things are hard, we become warriors and poets.
1: Yeah, exactly.